In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Look how the time flies, already halfway to Epiphany, already the end of the year. This seventh day of Christmas finishes up the year. And look at you all here, just as faithful and dedicated as you please, honoring God with your lives. Even in the gray and the midst of this day, here you are. I guess you don't believe in low Sunday, meaning low attendance. You just come through. That's really cool. Well, the only epiphany uh, time that we'll have this year is at the 9 o'clock service, an epiphany pageant, in fact. Uh, There are all kinds of traditions about epiphany, and one of the traditions is that there were three wise men, but this really comes from Matthew's depiction that there were three treasures that were brought. And as to the number, Matthew does not say. There's a very dubious tradition that a fourth king was turned away because the treasure he brought was a fruitcake. (laughs) Very dubious tradition. That's the silly part of today, but we have already heard one of the most profound pieces of, of thought and scripture in all the New Testament, and that is the prologue of John, this notion that the Word is made flesh, and that is his way of getting at the mystery of Christmas. Now, I know this will sound like an odd question, but would you like to participate in a holy mystery, a spiritual mystery today? Maybe you're getting a little nervous now. Let me tell you what I mean. Participate in a spiritual mystery in this sense. I'm speaking of making Eucharist together. I'm speaking of partaking of the bread and the wine as a divinely charged sign of Christ's presence and reality. To do this is to enact a result of the incarnation of the eternal word. To do what we are doing is to do that. Bread is bread is bread, and wine is wine is wine. Except that in the fullness of time, God chose to enter this space Creator, joining with the creation. Logos, enfleshed. And by doing so, God allowed the material order reliably to convey the saving element of God. By joining the creation, Jesus, being truly human and truly divine, all creation is changed by that. And now the creation itself can be not a barrier, but a bridge to the things of God, indeed to salvation itself. Simple things like bread and wine, like water 
in the font. Carry from God to you divine grace, God's favor. You are favored by God, loved, included, offered mercy. Our scriptures today speak of you being brought in to the family of God. I sometimes hear it say, oh, Christmas, that's, that's just for the kids. Well, it is. It's for the children, and you are the children. Adopted into the family of Christ, you are the children of God. Christmas is for you. When Jesus was born... He was born as babies are born. He was born as you were born. But something more was happening at the birth of Jesus, wasn't it? Something more. There's a Presbyterian pastor, a J. Barry Shepherd, also widely published poet, and has written some books. And he gets at a lovely illumination of this something more that was there in Jesus' birth. He cuts loose with the literal poetic license in this piece, imagining an extra in this, uh, in this scene here of the nativity, an extra character, a human aid, in this case, a midwife. And so the poem is called The Midwife of Bethlehem. And joining about halfway through the piece, I want you to know this, these are the thoughts of the midwife where she's narrating her thoughts right after the birth has taken place. Indeed, you'd think even the dumb beasts in their stalls had been told something and were waiting, reverent somehow, at this hasty, unprovided birth. Yet when all is said and done, there was something about that young mother, trusting, calm, confident for a first-timer, and the baby, so bold, aware already. Well, I do believe the child is smiling, looking right over here, bless my soul, at me. Get out of my way, sheep, while I kneel a moment. Rest my weary legs before I leave and view this newest infant that my red old hand has slapped from death to free and gasping life, this odd and almost holy night. Well, if this midwife was the first of those not hinted ahead of time that something special was coming, it gets us leaning in ourselves to what was so special about this birth, that holy night. So I come back to the invitation of the day, your participation in a holy mystery. Communion is more than a boost like a special vitamin. 
I think it might be that. But it is the result of the Incarnation, an occasion of the Word made flesh. It is the redemptive business of God, not only for you, but it makes you a part of God's redemptive action to others, to everybody that you meet and people that you come to know. You're included. The word offered you here is offered through you beyond yourself, beyond this place and this moment. You are a word about the word and it takes form and flesh through the actions of your week. Our marking of the theme of the nativity may come and go annually with December the 25th, or it may come and go with the 12-day season leading to the epiphany. It comes and goes so quickly, doesn't it? But the holy mystery of the Word dwelling among us is now. And it is forever now. In this place, it is every day from your birth until now. It is every day from now to your waking into that endless day where the Christ who was the holy child of Bethlehem, is our everlasting light. On this particular day, at this particular time, find yourself anew encountering the holy mystery, the incarnate Christ.